Hello and welcome to Fresh Dialogues. I'm Alison Van Diggelen. Have you ever considered drinking marijuana as a painkiller or just to get a decent night's sleep? The BBC sent me to a high tea party in Silicon Valley where I met some ladies who rave about its healing powers and its orgasmic fringe benefits. Here's Claudia Hammond, host of the BBC programme Health Check. A month into the legalization of marijuana in California, a high tea with some unexpected side effects. I really had tremendous orgasms and I just felt wonderful after it. And it was just very durable, giving me a pleasure in a way that I didn't think was possible post-menopause. With the same partner? Yes, with the same partner, absolutely. That's great. But are the effects of marijuana on the body really all good? On New Year's Day, California became the sixth state in the U.S. to legalise marijuana for recreational use. With an estimated potential market of $7 billion, it's big business. And queues soon formed outside dispensaries with people keen to buy not just marijuana in tobacco and oils, but in brownies and even gummy bears. Now you can go to a high tea, where the tea bags contain more than just tea leaves. So we sent reporter Alison Van Diggelen along to ask what impact marijuana can have on health. Here in an affluent suburb of Silicon Valley, women in fancy hats are enjoying a little tea party. The product, Kikoko tea bags with microdoses of marijuana. It can give you a buzz and more. This is not your mother's Earl Grey tea. However, it is good for your mother. My mother does it almost every day. She's 82. Here's Amanda Jones, one of the co-founders of Kikilko. What we offer is a cannabis-infused organic herbal tea. Ritz with a twist is what we call it. It's very refined, it's all organic, it's top-shelf herbs. We've blended it for the particular ailments that we're trying to treat. Amanda and her all-female team say their tea blends can help with sleep, pain, mood and even sex. The teas have between 3 and 10 milligrams of THC. THC, or tetrahydrocannabinol, is what gets people high. At elevated doses, it's also been linked to anxiety and an increased risk of mental health problems. The other key substance in marijuana is cannabidiol, or CBD, sometimes recommended to help with pain or inflammation. A small trial recently conducted at the Institute of Psychiatry in London found the substance acts as an antipsychotic and might counteract some of the negative effects of THC. Several Kikoko clients enthused about the tea's healing powers, including Tara Kaplinsky, a lawyer who started drinking the tea for pain relief and to get a good night's sleep. A year ago, I was taking a lot of ibuprofen for like a wrist injury, and I went to the doctor, and they said, you can't take a leave, you can't take ibuprofen. So if you can't take anything, then this is perfect, because, you know, it does do the job, at least for me. It's better than going and having a beer. You're not going to gain any weight from it. You're going to function just fine the next morning. I think it's a healthier alternative. Tracy O'Reilly, not her real name, is also a fan, but for quite different reasons. She's a 55-year-old pharmacologist with expertise in toxicology. I took this sensuality tea and it absolutely changed my life. I really had tremendous orgasms and I just felt wonderful after it. And it lingered and it was just very durable, giving me a pleasure in a way that I didn't think was possible post-menopause. With the same partner? Yes, with the same partner, absolutely. That's great. <laughs> Any negative effects at all for you? 
Oh, not at all. I mean, obviously, I limit my driving. I drink it at night, and I don't drive. I had never tried marijuana, and I was against cannabis when it was not legal. But now that it's legal, it's going to benefit a lot of people and probably save us some health care dollars. Beyond California, 28 other states already allow the medical use of marijuana. But do medical researchers have conclusive evidence of marijuana's efficacy? I met with Professor Wesley Clark, an expert in psychotic substances and behavioral health at Santa Clara University. We know it does produce analgesia, pain relief. Do we have enough science to say 80% of the people who take this will get this result? We don't. We need more evidence. Remember, marijuana is a Schedule One drug. Scientists who are doing research with Schedule One drugs have to go through extra hoops in order to acquire the marijuana and to use the marijuana because it is illegal. He means it's illegal at the federal level, and consequently that's been a huge barrier for researchers. So just how safe is it? And what about addiction and overdosing? Marijuana can be addictive. It obviously has low addiction potential But there are people who develop dependent syndromes. There are people who wind up taking it daily. It's a small number. Can someone say marijuana is absolutely safe? No one's going to say that if they're being honest. Is it safe for most people most of the time? Yes. There's no, no credible evidence that you can overdose on marijuana. As for other risks, Professor Clark reminds us that tea and other marijuana edibles avoid the impact that smoking a joint or vaping has on the heart and lungs. But he cautions. Be wary of something that is being marketed as good for all that ails you. Usually it isn't. It's a psychoactive substance with psychoactive properties. You need to be careful if you use it and you discover that you're having an adverse reaction. You need to stop. You need to put yourself in a safe place or you may need to go to an emergency room. What's his advice to those concerned about it triggering psychosis? Some people might have a psychotic experience, paranoia, anxiety, illusions, but when the effects of the marijuana wears off, it's gone. gone. On the other hand, there are people who are more vulnerable. For a minority of people, particularly those who are young, under the age of 18, they may be predisposed to having a, a psychotic experience. They may be more vulnerable. And in fact, the marijuana might help precipitate their first episode of psychosis. You might have that reaction if it's your first time using marijuana or THC content is much higher than you're used to. If you've got a family history of psychosis, severe trauma, you might be more vulnerable. So what about people with bipolar disorder or depression or who are schizophrenic already? They really should not use marijuana. Professor Clark points out that 24 million Americans currently use marijuana on a regular basis, and many people want it legalized, just like other psychoactive substances like alcohol or tobacco. We need less mythology so that we can educate the public with good science. We don't need to continue to perpetuate this reefer madness madness. What is your advice to ladies that are considering having Thai tea? Well, if they're adults and they have no history of severe psychological problems, that's up to them. But if you take too much, let's say you drink all the teapot, you may have an adverse consequence. Would you try it yourself? Nah, I'm a little old for that. (laughs) Cheers. Alison Van Diggelen reporting from California. This is Health Check from the BBC. I'm Claudia Hammond and my guest James Gallagher is here. And I can assure you we have straight cups of tea in front of us.